Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. You're listening to Bandwagons. Changed up the inflection very... there. Did I? <laughs> no, I changed up the inflection. Could you tell? Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Keep guessing. Um, I have a very specific memory attached to that song, and I can't remember if I've. Do, am I in it? A... No, it's like it's not that big of a thing. No, I don't know. Like, so it, it was we. If Kelly early is listening to this, maybe I'll oh. say her second name. It doesn't matter. She usually does. And if not, Dro will be listening. She, the, either um, of them will love it. I'm sure they will. I hope they will. So this song had just come out and we, this was the year we were all made redundant from the job we were in. Me and Kelly worked together at the time. <laughs> and we went to this, like, we went to, we went to this bar. Was it dropped out twice? It was dropped out twice. And we went, cause it was like, you could like make your own cocktail kind of vibe thing. So we went there anyway. And we were all, this was like our meetup after like, after kind of the aftermath, we were all kind of in jobs at this point. I think it was like later in the summer, and I think it was kind of only, or it was, this song's only kind of just starting to come out over here, right? Right. And then we didn't realize the karaoke was on this night. Oh my and, God. <laughs> but it, there seems to be like a very, people are taking it like very seriously. As, as you should take karaoke seriously. That's not, that's not a slight on them, but like they were taking it very seriously. They were kind of like very specific songs being sung. I mean, Kelly were like, you know what? Songs, songs. No, but like, it makes sense. So like me and Kelly were like, oh, fuck, do you know what? Let's let's go ruin this for everyone, right? Because we had, Kelly was after getting this massive, like, Stein, is that what they're called? Of like this weird beer at this point. This was how, like we'd started early and we were going to end up finishing early, but we were already kind of like very well on. So we were like, right, let's go up and we'll do Old Town Road, right? But they didn't have the... Billy Ray Cyrus remix so they just had the original version which is like under two minutes and the energy we brought to the room was very different <laughs> to the energy that like had been there previous because as we subsequently learned it was like like a queer LGBTQ karaoke night and we had just come up there and like sullied it sullied it with our with our antics and uh, you've never seen someone who works who works with us at the time maybe Orla actually has video footage of us singing like aggress like aggressively singing the song and kind of dancing you know me you know when I have anybody drinking me I'm like slut dropping yeah the hottest person in the room in. Uh, you've never seen anyone texting in your entire life even though like, there's actually there's nothing even remotely physically attractive about me but like oh we are giving you the fantasy <laughs> um so yeah when I think about this song I always think of that that's my very long-winded story um that was nice yeah. I feel like it was it was funnier if you were there I'll see yeah, Kelly uh, has videos. Kelly definitely has videos, and I'll get her to send them to me. Maybe we'll share them. Maybe on the close friends on Instagram. I don't know if they're fit for public consumption, but fair. Anyway, um, how are you anyway? How was your weekend? I'm 
I'm really currently really sweaty. I've done everything for my bed today. I'm going to take a picture of you because you look like you're sitting on the sun. (laughs) We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun. Tell me when you get the photo. How's my weekend? Um, Fine. Oh, have you got it? I can't hear you because I have headphones in. Well, the people who are listening can. When they listen to the podcast. Or are you taking a video? Oh, Anyway, my weekend was grand. I did an Instagram live at the body shop on Saturday. Um, that was fun with Tara Stewart. We had a good chat. Friday, I recorded an episode of the unofficial Circle podcast uh, with Seamus. Um, that was very good if anyone wants to go listen to that. We love Seamus. Um, we love Seamus. Big fans of Seamus. We're big fans of Paddy as well. Paddy just couldn't record that night. We're not yeah, we, do, we do love Paddy. Smith. We do love Paddy Smith. Um, Saturday, I did that live, didn't really do much. Drank a lot of gin. Uh, and then Sunday, oh, I'll tell you what I watched. Um, oh, what I really, really watched. Actually, I'll wait and I'll just, maybe I'll throw it in at the end. It's like my own little mini bandwagons, but I did. I did watch something and it was good. Did you put it on your Instagram? Because I already know then. No, what should I put on my Instagram? No, I'm just wondering. It, no, I haven't put it on my Instagram. It won't be a surprise to me if you've put it on your Instagram. Is all I'm saying. I didn't put it on my Instagram. I didn't put okay, it on my Instagram. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and that was it. What about you? Yeah, um, didn't do a whole lot. I'm trying to think. No, we watched um, Mamma Mia yesterday and got a takeaway. That was nice. I got a COVID test this morning. Great my My free walk-in COVID test, um, which I'd recommend. So fingers crossed. Thought fingers I'd crossed be negative. Apparently my mom was like 5% of 18 to 25 year olds are testing positive. And I was like, okay, well... I'm 26, so should be fine. Oh, yeah. The only time it benefits you to not be in the over 25s category on X Factor. That is the worst thing about turning. Yeah, the worst thing about turning 26 is like being thrown into that 26 to 35 bracket and seeing it physically written down. Not physically, but I was going to say something else there. Not about the COVID test. What else did you say? Mamma Mia, takeaways. Oh I yeah, sorry. I got the saucy. I got the saucy cow at the weekend. They're in the yard. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. They do like vegan burgers, and you like. I know people are like, you can't tell. You 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 could if you were to put that in front of anyone. They ne- and you said nothing about it. They'd never tell. It was incredible. It was filthy, and they do waffle fries. I respect any. I sometimes like to tell. Fries. Like the wow burger, burger, you can very much tell it's like not meat, but that's what I like about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't really mind like a good, like as long as it tastes nice, I don't really care. Yeah. My point is just that it was like, so it was just, it was like filthy in the best way. Like, each heard are knocking it out of the park. I got a Janet's, obviously, which goes I would have ordered Janet's, but Janet's was closed. No offense, Janet. You know, I love you, bitch. She sells out too quickly. You have to get in nice and early. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- those were our weekends. Um. Today we are talking about Lil Nas X. Yeah, the man we- is on the up. I've already talked about my kind of first um introduction to him. Do you remember where you were when you heard Old Town Road for the first time? No, not particularly. I remember like not liking it. I don't think I ever liked that song. I remember really? being like, yeah, like it's just I. I don't know. I think I heard it and I was like, this is going to get real annoying real fast. And then... And do, you, do you stand by that? I think I don't dislike... I don't hate it, but I don't... I would never opt to put it on. Um, so I think it's strange. a bit of like a parody of itself, kind of. It is strange. I do love um, Billy Ray Cyrus's bit. I don't know. It's just all a bit... It just all seems a bit stupid to me. I do love Lil Nas X as a, as a character, though. I'm just not a fan of that song. Okay. Interesting. Jeez, we might have a fight on this episode. We might. Um, Talk to me about, and to anyone else who's listening who doesn't know him, who is he? Yep. Absolutely, Fanula. Um, This is straight off the Wikipedia page before anyone comes for me. Great stuff. Great stuff. Because that's where all the best information goes. Actually, I was thinking about this today. 
do how do you get a wikipedia page does someone have to write it for, about you or do you do it yourself? i'm pretty sure you can just make your own wikipedia page oh we're not doing that but if anyone wants to we'd, we'd actually i love the way you were at, you no. were asking as if i'm not gonna make one for ourselves i'm not gonna make one but sad. if anyone wants to make one if anyone no, wants to make one i would only love it if it's just full of lies like if you just make a wikipedia page it's just full of like ridiculous lies about me and Samantha, that'd be so funny um anyway little as no but like so but sorry the issue with the Wikipedia page is though that anyone can edit it. So like they could say anything. They could come on and say, well, this would be a good thing to say, but like Brie Brown, born XYZ, um, has a big badonkadonk. That's why literally I was like, oh, I you just want that. Breed and Fadula host podcast called Van Wagons. Breed has a fat ass and Fadula has like glasses. I don't know. <laughs> why do I get fucking shafted with the astigmatism again? You're a dickhead. Only because you were I, just talking about them. I was going to say something a bit rude, but I won't because I don't think, I can't be arse asking Shane to censor that. What is it? No, I'll say it. Is I'll it going to upset me? No. Well, then just say it's it. about me. Okay. No, I'm not saying it because my family listen to this. No, go on, say it. No, I think you have to. All right, in the chat. No, I'm not saying go it. Go on. Big go fat on. ass of the PH. That wasn't what I was going to say, but that's what we all, that's what our epitaph will say for our Wikipedia page. This is about titties. Just tell me who Lil Nas X is. It wasn't about titties. Just tell me who he is. Okay. Remind me to come back to that though, because I want to know. Um, Lil Nas X, not his real name, if you can believe it. Um, no way. <laughs> not his good Christian name. Monta- Montero Lamar Hill, born in uh, Lithia Springs, Georgia, a small city outside Atlanta, on April 9th, 1999. That's really hard for me to say with, <laughs> with my accents. April 9th, 1999. So happy God, birthday, little Nazi. He's such a child. Coming it's not his birthday. Soon. What are you talking about? We're recording this on like the 29th. Week. It's in a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. We're not going to see him before then. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. We're very busy and so is he. Yeah. He was and named... Pandemic Lovato. He was named movie. after the Mitsubishi Montero. Imagine getting named after a car. I love to be named after... Um, the Aris. The Aris Jones. Chevrolet, Chevrolet Calas. Chevrolet come in for your dinner now That's happened Like You know there's people out there Punto like. would be a funny name Punto <laughs> That's what That's what Tony Campbell's That's what Punto. Tony Campbell's son is called Is it not? Yeah Harrison Punto Cantwell That's actually such a big Yaris I love that Yarison Yaris Yarison <laughs> <laughs> um, He His parents divorced when he was six And he Grew up Firstly, with uh, his mother and grandmother in the, the Bankheads Courts housing project. And then three years later, he moved in with his father, who was a gospel singer in um, Austell, Georgia. Um, he didn't really want to leave his mom at first. He was like, uh, but he was really grateful for it now because he said, there was so much shit going on in Atlanta. If I had stayed there, I would have fallen in with the wrong crowd. Um, so when he moved in with his dad, he's quoted as saying he started using the internet heavily right around the time when memes started to become their own form of entertainment when he was about 13. Like, I actually can't wrap my head around how young this man is. Um, it makes me... Like, he was only 13 make, when memes were a thing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make me sad in that kind of way, but it just makes me... Like, it makes me sad for me, personally. Like, it, just, it makes me feel quite attacked. Yeah, there's just... It just but like... Doesn't add up. yeah. He spent much of his early uh, teenage years alone and turned to the internet, particularly Twitter, for creating creating memes that showed his uh, disarming wit and pop culture savvy. And his teenage years also saw him struggling with his coming out to himself as being gay. He prayed that it was just a phase, but around 16 or 17, he came to accept it. Um, he began playing the trumpet in the fourth grade and was first chaired by his junior high years but quit out of fear of looking uncool. Which I say, I know so many boys who quit playing musical instruments because they thought it was uncool. As that like makes a me so sad. I know. Um, where was I? He, I want to see if any of this is relevant. He attended Lithia Springs High School and graduated in 2017, wherein he attended the University of West Georgia for one year before dropping out to pursue a musical career. And during that time, he stayed with his sister and supported himself with jobs at Zaxby's restaurants and the Six Flags Over Georgia theme park. Lit. Um, and then in September 2019, he went back to his old high school to perform a surprise concert because he's a good guy. Those videos are very endearing. If anyway, if you ever see those clips, they're very, very cute. I don't know if I have. 
you might you'd you'd have come across them in passing maybe but you'd be for, you'd be forgiven for not seeing them but uh, they're kind of coming up again now with the backlash the comedy by your name is getting which we'll get into it, but you'd see them on the twitter now they're coming up a lot yeah he was big into the twitter um and it was like his hobby as a teenager he spent large amounts of time online um in the hopes of building a following as an internet personality um but he was like unsure what he wanted to do like creatively he was a massive I'm sure this is literally what you're about to say next but he was like a huge Nicki Minaj stan wasn't he he had like yeah. a stan account yeah that's coming but he was also like he was doing Facebook comedy videos and oh, he, he was doing them on Instagram as well and Twitter and like Twitter is where he really felt like he was he could master it yeah and that was the first place where he went viral um as of like right now, he has 5.6 million followers on Twitter, 6.5 million followers on Instagram and 5.2 million subscribers on YouTube and over 44 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Um, he also posted comedy videos on Facebook and Vine. Ah, yes. Yeah. Good old Vine. But yeah, as you mentioned, he ran a Nicki Minaj fan or multiple Nicki Minaj fan accounts on Twitter. One of them was called Naz Mirage. Yeah, I think that was his main one. Yeah. Um, he was a barb, as the as the saying is. Barb, like her, her fans are barbs. Have you ever seen that meme? Uh, or it's like again, it's a tweet, and it's like, so you're telling me a barb made this wire? It, like, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Kills me. Sorry, kills me. Hey, that account got it suspended though, because he was tw- he was like tweet decking all his tweets and like using multiple accounts to make certain tweets go viral. I think. So the, sorry, he's like he's a genius. He is like he. When we'll get into it more, but that man just gets the internet because obviously he grew up on it, whatever. But that shit that you like, I ne- why I'd never even think of that. Like he no. was just so embedded in the culture, like it's yeah. crazy. He grew up with it. We kind of yeah. we we're all learning as we go, but he like just had it. Um, yeah, he was. It was suspended for violating spam policies, and there was a whole like New York Magazine investigation into it. Um, before he opened another account under Naz Marai, which is like the same, but one letter different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he denied it for years that he actually owned those accounts up until like very recently. Yeah, I think, I think this comes into him, like, like his sexuality and him coming out. Yeah. I think there was an element of him wanting to... Like he did later admit that he was like that he was going to die with the secret of him being gay and everything else. So, and I can imagine like the association, the affiliation with an artist like Nicki Minaj who has like a very large gay fan base. I feel like that was probably part of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so like the media kind of put it all together and called him out for being the owner of those accounts and then he called the reports like a misunderstanding and denied it all um, and then like in May of last year he admitted in a tweet to being a fan of Nicki Minaj and he explained why he initially denied it stating that if people knew he was a fan of hers they would think he was gay which is basically what you just said um, and the quote is people would assume if you had an entire fan page dedicated to Nicki you are gay and the rap music industry ain't exactly built or accepting of gay men yet and then on June 17th 2020 Nicki Minaj reported or responded to him saying it was a bit of a sting when you denied being a barb but I understand congratulations on building up your confidence to speak your truth Um, and then he apologized to her being like felt so bad hoping you wouldn't see my denial (laughs) um Oh, imagine having like being the biggest fan of someone like that, and you're you're at this kind of elevated platform now, where you know there's like a strong chance they're going to see it. Yeah, and you, you and could, you feel like I don't know her. Yeah, or you could like get your platform could bring you to her, but then it would uncover your big secret. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like in late 2019, uh, Lil Nas X landed on music as a path to success and started writing and recording songs in his closet, which seems to be where everyone does it from when they're really st- like all the big ones started out in their closets yeah um he adopted the name Lil Nas X which is a tribute to the rapper Nas and in late October 2018 he ran across the music that would be Old Town Road and the rest is history 
the rest is history, but we need to get into Old Town Road because... Yeah, please do. There's more to it than I think what people realise. And I kind of knew that, but I've only realised to what extent like researching for this for this episode. So obviously Old Town Road was like this smash of the summer. Um, I had mentioned that like it was originally released as like this less than two minute song. Then uh, Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on and he did a verse. And then there was like loads of other remixes released after that. But like its impact and everything that came about it is just totally insane. So it was the number one song on Billboard's Hot 100 chart for 19 weeks and it broke the record for longest chart reign, which was previously held by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, uh, One Sweet Day in 1995 to 1996. And then you had Louis Fonzie and Daddy Yankee with Despacito in 2017. Um, and beyond that, it's just like one of the biggest chart hits of all time. Um, as I mentioned there, less than two minutes long, um, kind of like... I know you may disagree with this, but like it's the, it's the strangest earworm ever, and I think it's because it's this mashup of like it's predominantly hip hop, and it is more of a hip hop song than it is a country song. It just has these like country embellishments and like a lot of references to country. Do you um, think that's beat- why it did so well? It's because of the yeah. country like fusion with rap yeah. or whatever. But this is the thing, though. It's interesting the way it went with the charts. So. The beat itself was created by a producer called Young Keo. He's in the, you can see him in the music video for All Time Road. Um, he's a teenager in the Netherlands and he, how the beat came about was he sampled uh, a Nine Inch Nails song called uh, 34 Ghosts 4 um, and he offered the track in his beat store. Um, he described it as a throwaway beat and he didn't even know it had become a part of the song until he was tagged in a meme about it on Instagram that featured the finished track in December of 2018. Um, so then it was uploaded to SoundCloud that same month, um, but it didn't really kind of catch on until it was kind of, it became a thing on TikTok off the back of this um, TikTok trend. Um, he'd uploaded his own video, Lil Nas X, uh, of the track uh, featuring qu- clips of Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like this Western video game that people love. Um, but then this Yeehaw challenge came off it as well. So it's basically like, I think this was March 2019. And basically it was where like in one clip you're dressed normally. And then uh, in the net, or then they find this drink and like they, it's Yee juice, I think is what they called it on TikTok. Again, <laughs> don't ask, if, like, blame the kids. Now available in our merch store. Yeah, drink it up, bitch. Um, they drink it and then they're like, they change into cowboy outfits and like Old Town Road was the sound associated with it. So like the memes kind of intensified. The song started spreading beyond TikTok. Um, you had people like Justin Bieber posting about the song. Uh, the Texas Tech basketball team, Mark Ruffalo. Um, he posted a photo of himself in a cowboy hat, uh, joking about taking his horse down to Old Town Road. I love that. I love um, it was like very evident that he had arrived at this point. Um, and he'd said, as you mentioned there, when he wrote the song, he was living with his sister and he said he just really wanted to change the situation he was in. He said she was pretty much fed up with me being there. Um, and he said that's where the chorus there came from. It was me saying I want to leave everything behind. Now, as you mentioned, um, it is like this kind of fusion of country hip hop and there are a lot of callbacks to it. So when he uploaded Old Town Road originally to SoundCloud, it was hashtagged as like hashtag country. Um, which people saw as this kind of way to get more listeners because like the country section of SoundCloud is way less competitive than other genres when you think about it. So that's what allowed it to kind of rise faster as well. But with that, it kind of generated controversy because like a lot of the country purists would would never consider it country, even though Lil Nas X himself has stated that he was influenced by Young Thug. Um, He has a country-tinged album called Beautiful Thugger Girls. Um, there's like hints of daddy lessons by Beyonce in it. Wasn't there um, controversy about him like being in the country charts even when it was yeah. out? Yeah, this is the thing. So like this was at a point in time because sure we did an episode on it about how country music was kind of having this moment in terms of kind of more like you're seeing it in more kind of popular culture or whatever. You had like Casey Mosgraves who talked about it in that episode. Um there was this term coined by uh, Brie Malandro. They called it like the Yeehaw Agenda, which they said was like this point of like Old Town Road at its peak, this rise in the country Western style. 
Um, and this is where, as you said, the kind of things got messy with the charts because obviously like genres are really fluid and whatever else, but like people and especially kind of industry people love to pigeonhole artists. Um, so while initially the song debuted at the top of Billboard's Hot Country chart, it was greeted with criticism, as I said, from certain corners of the country music press, not everyone, um, and it ended up being re removed from the chart. Uh, Billboard said at the time in a statement to Rolling Stone, upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Lil Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. Uh, when determining genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is musical composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current uh, version. Um, there's a really good piece, and I won't get into it all now because it's, like ve it's very long, uh, but it's on psmag.com and the article is called What is Musical Genre Exactly? And it's by a guy called Jack Denton. And he goes into like how it, he interviews a couple of musicologists and kind of gets into how it came to be and like the gatekeeping around it and whatever. Um, and it's in, I'll, I'll just read a bit about it here because I think the start of this was so interesting. So like prior to recorded music and like the industry, music and genre was sorted by function. So you would like your religious music or your like liturgical music for mass. Um, and that's obviously separated from secular music. Then you had like chamber music for palace chambers, obviously opera in the court and so on. And then with the 1920s, with the creation of the record industry and like te that technology, you had it, these like implicit racial biases in, like introduced, which is just completely insane, like to work out the demographic slots like like complete systemic racism it's absolutely insane so like you would it divided up there was like three major popular music categories they these were the ones that kind of emerged so then you had race records which were marked as black you had hillbilly music which is openly marked as white uh, like rural working class and then you would pop which was white but they kind of unmarked it as so and it's just it's just insane I won't get in any more to that because I could be here all day I just find it really really interesting when was um, that? That's not current, the, no. The 1920s though, which oh, is like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it was this whole thing of like trying to keep like black people out of popular music, essentially. Like giving yeah. them their own category that they never viewed as like equal. And even like up up as recently as 2020 though, like people have criticized that. Like, you know, the way I think Tyler's creator ended up. So he won um, for something in the Grammys in 2020 but he kind of called out the fact that they have like this urban category. So he ended up taking home best rap album in 2020 for Igor, which was released in uh, 2019. And he basically said that like, he was, he was frustrated because like he'd never be considered in the pop category, even though like if you were to listen to it, it's way more a pop record than it is like a, a rap record. And he said that he said he was very grateful for his win, but he said the categorization of his music as rap is a backhand compliment. Um, it sucks that whenever we do, and I mean, guys that look like me do anything that's genre ending or anything, uh, or, or that's anything, they always put it in a rap or urban category. Like we, I'm not going to say specific examples because quite frankly, I don't want to get in trouble, but there is one publication who's done something similar in Ireland where they've put like, black pop artists into rap categories even though they're not rappers and it's just it's it's not good but it is interesting and so I think there needs to be a wider conversation about that yeah but anyway back to Old Town Road there was that whole issue there and um, once he was pulled off the chart uh, enter Billy Ray Cyrus he messages Lil Nas X on Twitter and says been watching everything going on with Old Town Road when I got thrown off the charts I'm not sure of this specific example. I'm sure you can look it up. I'm sure it's easy to find. Uh, Waylon Jennings said to me, take this as a compliment. Means you're doing something great. Only outlaws are outlawed. Welcome to the club. And then days later, we had the Old Town Road remix, which like features him. Amazing. I think added, I think elevated the song to another level, whether you like it or not. Because even if you like it from a, like a meme perspective, it kind of adds to the meme equality. Yeah. Um, you have him singing about like Fendi sports bras and driving around in Maseratis and it's just like it's so good I I I love it like I just I think it's so fun but I think even beyond that it's oh, it's such an earworm as I've said already I think it's I think it's really good yeah it did get like I'm looking at the list of awards that either won or got nominated for both with and without um, Billy Ray I might just go through them real quickly two 
Um, because he kind of came out of nowhere and just like swept the board and shook things up for for a black gay man to do, which was really incredible. So in July 2019, Time magazine named him one of the most 25 most influential people on the internet for his global impact on social media and overall ability to drive news. That's uh, separate, but um, still iconic. In late July 2019, the VMA nominations were announced and Nas X received eight. Uh, at the, He performed at the VMAs that year. He, I think he did Panini um, and he won Song of the Year, which he was the first LGBTQ person to do. And the videos, he won Best Direction for the video for Calmatic. Is that right? Yeah. Could be, I'm not 100% sure. Um, he was nominated for five fan-chosen 2019 Teen Choice Awards, winning Choice R&B Hip Hop Song for the Billy Ray remix of Old Town Road. And Old Town Road is also the YouTube top song of the summer in the US and over 50 other countries and territories. It was all uh, their, also their to- second top global song of the summer, which is insane. I'd love to know if bet that globally, probably some Latin, Latin music. It's currently know. at... 1.1 billion streams on Spotify um, and 693 million views on YouTube the video got. The video was released like... The video was released in May. If you consider that length of time from the actual release on SoundCloud, like the way it sustained itself is just completely insane. So like the video had obviously him, Billy Ray. Um, I mentioned that Young Keo was in it. You would like Chris Rock made a cameo, Vince Staples, Rico Nasty, Diplo, Haha Davis... Um, and then it was just like, it was just amazing the way it kept going then. So it was like, you had, so it was like the original, then you had Billy Ray on it. Then you had a version with Young Pog and Mason Ramsey, the viral yodeling singer Walmart guy. And then you did. Oh my God, yeah. And it was just like, he kept adding horses to the cover of the song. And it was like, the man's going to run out of room. Like, it's just, yeah. it was incredible. It was yeah. just like, and as he, like, that feeds into the way, like, he knew, because he understood the internet, he knew how to promote that. He knew whether, like, people listen to it ironically or listen to it fully being like, oh, I absolutely love this shit, turn this shit up. Having Mason Ramsey on it is, like, marketing. Yeah, um, totally. Genius, like, total yeah. genius. Um, The Billy Ray remix also won a country music award. He... Uh, making him the first out gay man to ever be nominated for a country music award and the fir- the only openly LGBTQ person to win, which is iconic. Mm. Um, the same remix was nominated for a People's Choice Award for Song of the Year 2019. He was also nominated for Male Artist of 2019 at the 45th People's Choice Awards. He won Best Collab Duo or Group and Single of the Year at the BET Hip Hop Awards in 2019. Um, he won an American Music Award for rap or hip hop song and was nominated for four others, including three for Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. In November 2019, he was nominated for six Grammy Awards, including Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Best New Artist, and eventually won Best Music Video and Best Pop Group or Best Pop Duo or Group Performance. Um, and his success has caused him to become the first person of colour and the first openly gay performer to be listed by Forbes in its annual highest paid country acts list. Which is just like, because he just can't, like, this is the song. He really, did he have any big songs before Old Town Road? Not that I'm familiar with. Like, was he known before Old Town Road or did all the all the hits come I don't think it? so. I don't think I so. I don't think so either. Which is just iconic to like literally come out with that one hit and just sweep the board at pretty much every major award ceremony. But then I think that that was the thing then where it was like, oh yeah, one hit wonder. Like that was it. Like I th- I think people were like, oh yeah, gas. But then but it's like, he's gone on to surpass that so much. Because like obviously he released the 7 EP. You, men- you mentioned Panini. Not my fave, I'm going to be honest, of his. Um, insane video again and like very like really... Uh, takes a lot of heat from like internet culture and stuff like that. Not really my vibe. Um, he did, what was the other one? Rodeo, which he did with Nas, which is the most insane collab ever. Um, so confusing. And, the most confusing collab probably. Um, and then he did Holiday, which is probably his most 
recent and again kind of less rap focused you could see the kind of move there to be more hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. to kind of cross genres and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have a bit about him coming out. Do you remember? I, I, I think the only thing I really, that stands out in my head about Lil Nas X, other than Old Town Road, is when he came out on and Twitter, what, the day he came out. Yeah, I do, I do vaguely remember it. And I do remember being like, surprised. And then having to check myself and be like, Again, that's just fully your your biases of the the that's not a word but like your bias of the genre and like your associations with it being like you know what I mean I feel like people had a similar response when like Frank Ocean kind of came out or wrote that letter about his sexuality or like having a relationship with a man yeah. and it was kind of all like clap hand to the mouth thing and it was like well like actually like why are we why is this a shock to anyone? Like, why does it have to be a big? Well, yeah, well, like it's not to be a thing where it's like because it often I think it's you know I I think it's significant for anyone to come out and like you you should you can't diminish that or like yeah. take that away from someone. But I think there I think we do need to question like why we like why we're shocked when certain people come out and like why we're not when others you know. So I yeah. was kind of like right okay, um, but I think it was like so significant and I I think he understands the impact that it's had now. And like, we'll continue to have to have someone that's that mainstream, that successful, that significant in that specific genre, like rap and hip hop. Again, not really, that's not really seen, to be honest. And it's not really openly spoken about. Um, and to have that kind of positive representation, I think is really, class. really good. Obviously, yeah. really class. And I don't think, I, th- I do think he understands the impact he's had now. Like he talks about it with the release of Montero and the new music and stuff. Um, but it's just, uh, it's just very good. I just think it's, um, it's just great. I just think it's neat to quote Marge Simpson. I just think it's neat. <laughs> I just think it's neat. Yeah, in, in June, 2019, he came out to his sister and father and he felt the universe was signaling him to do so. And despite like, worrying about whether his fans would stick with him or not. Um, so on the last day of Pride in 2019, he came out publicly as gay, tweeting, some of y'all already know, some of y'all don't care, some of y'all not going to fuck with me any, fuck with me no more. But before this month ends, I want y'all to listen closely to Closure and then a rainbow of star eyes and little star emoji. Um, and the tweet confirmed earlier suspicions when he first indicated in, his, in the track Closure. I don't know that song, do you? But it touches on the themes of like growing up and embraces one embracing one's real self. What is it called again? Let me Google it. It's like C7 Osier. So the next day he tweeted again, and this time highlighting the rainbow colored building on the cover art of his EP7 with the caption reading, dead ass thought I made it obvious. <laughs> um, yeah, and then in interviews ever since, he's just been like, totally clear and upfront and proud and it's just like incredible for the platform he had to be so just to be so positive about it and um like I don't want to like it I don't want to be like it could have ruined him but like because in 2021 I don't think it it has the same effect anymore like I don't think homophobia is absolutely still a thing but I think um I don't think it would have taken him down but it's just that with the platform he had and already being a black man trying to be recognised in the music industry to then come out as gay was just 
like you said. But, uh, yeah, but I, and I think so I think cool. specifically within those two genres, again, yeah. like you're talking about like country music thriving on that idea of like conservatism and like the white, the white straight all American man, and then again with hip hip hop where it's all about like I'm going to go fuck some broads, you know, like and it's even. It is, yeah. like it is significant. It's really it's it is major. But I think even on a personal level, as we've already said, and we'll get into Montero and call you by your name and stuff, to have him explicitly say that this was something that he was with, like that he was happy enough to go to the grave with, that he was happy to die with, that he didn't want to be, and this is his words, like one of those gays. Like it just goes to show that like the stigma he still faced, that he never wanted to be like this out and proud, like flamboyant in inverted commas, which I hate using that descriptor, but like that kind of, that kind of way when it was just like, that's just who he is. Yeah. That's his, that's how he wants to live his life. This is how he wants to present himself. This is how he wants to dress. Like it's not any, it's not a type of gay, like that's him. Yeah. Like, and for him to not want to, or feel comfortable to live like that is really sad, but to, and to see where he is now, recognizing his growth and realizing what he can do with his platform and to be that advocate for younger people, uh, younger LGBTQ people is incredible. Yeah. It kind of brings us on to like why he's been talked about at the minute. Yes. So obviously we mentioned like he's had a couple of singles since, which like have been successful. Um, not all to my taste, as I said, um, but he's basically been teasing this particular song um, since God, was it like July? Yeah, so July he released a snippet of a new song called Call Me By Your Name. And then in the meantime, I said he released Holiday. I'm reading this, it's so funny. He did a virtual concert in Roblox, which is very funny. Um, And he released a children's book called See Us For Country as well, started this year. But anyway, uh-huh. this, this song has been talked about and he's been teasing it very, very heavily since this time, as we said. Um, and then it came to last week and it was officially released as with the video. So the song is called Montero, open parentheses, calling by your name, close parentheses. Um, and it was first featured in a Logitech commercial during the most recent Super Bowl, as you do. Um, but it has drawn a lot of controversy. Yeah. For, like mainly because the music video, the song is like, ve- again, very catchy under three minutes again. Um, super boppy, like very flamenco, like reggaeton, dipped in pop, still has that hip hop influence as well. Um, but the video sees him. Uh, so it was, direct, it was directed by a Ukrainian photographer. His name is Tanu Muino. Uh, he's also worked with um, uh, Cardi B and Katy Perry. Um, and it's basically like the psychedelic journey of a suite of characters. There's like this Garden of Eden esque paradise where he's there and then he goes to the underworld um, and he becomes like essentially. He Rides takes a bubble down to the underworld. Yeah, and he gives the devil a lap dance. Um, and he released this, and as I've, I've kept referencing, he released this message to his 14-year-old self that connected the lyrical subject matter to his own sexuality. Um, you can read on social media. He said, I know we promised to never come out publicly. I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. Um, and yeah, like, to be honest... Like he did, like he did it on purpose. You know what I mean? This goes back to the thing where like he knew exactly what he was doing in releasing this and releasing it in this way. So basically, as we said, he sli- he slides down the pole straight to hell, um, d- does the lap dance with Satan, whatever. Um, it's a uh, very he- very raunchy. Yeah, and you can imagine like the conservatives are crying about it. Like there was one person that said. Uh, the system is targeting kids. Little Nas X's fan base is mostly children. They did the same thing with Miley Cyrus after Hannah Montana. He quote tweeted saying, there was no system involved. I made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I'm not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. Um, that is your job. Um, That's, yeah, was, the Britney thing again. I'm not here to babysit your kids. Yeah. And then he also made a point that like someone, this person called Joyner Lucas tweeted being like, I think the biggest problem for me is the fact he do, the, he don't understand Old Town Road is every kid's anthem. Children love him for that record. Um, and then he, Lil Nas X quote tweeted, which I think is an extremely fair point, saying, I literally sing about lean and adultery in Old Town Road. You decided to let your children listen. Blame yeah. yourself. At the you same time, though, that. like he, I've seen so many, so much on Twitter about this. And our, I think one tweet was uh, from a lad saying, if, if I had had... Um, 
this video of someone like of little Nas X bottoming the devil when I was struggling with my sexuality as a teen, it would have made things so much easier. Um, and it's just exactly. like exactly like they like what you can't hide these things away. Like there's literally fucking wet ass pussy out there, and all these like rappers, fucking bitches, all this. <laughs> I said so old, but uh, and as soon as it's like. As like uh, what's the word like as soon as it's anything to do with like gay or queer culture it's like oh no you can't do that think of the kids but like the kids are seeing it all the time anyway with like yeah with and this, everything and this is and this is what I mean but when I say that I think he's doing it on purpose I think he's doing it in a way that it's like he's this is him fully embracing his sexuality but he is he's trolling people as well like he full, he fully understands troll culture he knows he knows what he was doing I don't know did you see you know Nick Young no so he's a former NBA player. He used to go out with Iggy Azalea. Pretty sure he cheated on her. He's, if you Google confused black guy gif, that's him. You know okay. him. You know that gif. That's him. Do you remember? It's like the guy and he's looking at the, it, it's him anyway. But basically, this was so fucking funny because like talk about cotton 4K, but basically he tweeted going, my kids will never play Old Town Road again. I'm still debating about, I'm still debating about wearing Nike after this uh, because there was this whole thing, which we'll get into. There was this whole thing about him dropping oh, yeah. these shoes that contain. Is he a TV presenter? Real blood. Nick Young, no. No. Oh, there is okay. potentially another guy called Nick Young. Well, maybe he is. I don't follow Nick Young. I'm going to be honest. He looks Basically, he, he tweeted being like, my kids will never play Old Town Road again. And Lil Nas X quote tweeted that going, they shouldn't be playing Old Town Road anyway. We stream in Call Me By Your Name now. Smiley face. <laughs> and then, like, Nick knew he got caught out so badly because people obviously were like, well, there was this whole thing about the shoes and like them being associated with Nike and they're like, they're not, first of all. So then I think people were going mad about it. So he tweeted then saying he was hacked. Good one. All right, Rita And he said, my bad at Nike. I knew y'all wasn't going out like that way. And then he said, I don't want no smoke. I'm going to say it first. I am sorry at Lil Nas X. I hope y'all believe in that kind of for- thing, forgiveness. These hackers keep getting me. They need to stop. Like, are you not ashamed of yourself? Are you not embarrassed? This is really embarrassing. Um, the Church of Satan liked it, if that's any consolation. They said... Um, that's all that matters. They were all for it. So they said... Satan himself say? enjoyed it. They were like... Oh, hang on. Let me get the... Well, well, they wanted a pair of the shoes, but they were also like just very... They said they were very complimentary of it in terms of self-expression and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Rolling Stone did a piece where they interviewed Satanists about what they thought of the song. It's behind a paywall, so I couldn't get it. Yeah. Um, you should pay for your content, but if if anyone, someone send me a screenshot, please. Um, so <laughs> then let's get to the shoes, right? Yeah, and talk this to again, about this. This again just shows that he's like, beyond being an amazing artist, an amazing uh, representation for people, he's a marketing genius, right? So he came out and said that he was collabing with um, this streetwear company called Mischief, right? On these Satan shoes. They're customized Nike Air Force 97s containing a drop of human blood per pair. Only 666 pairs. Where are they in- getting the blood? Individually numbered. I think they, apparently it's from Mischief staff. Um, and they have uh, Luke, they have well, a Bible verse on the side of it. You're very much just glazing over that. Because it's not real. Like it's not, they're not actually doing it. It's a joke. Like. I think it's from the staff. Oh no, like they've said it's from the staff, but like I don't actually, like I don't believe there's blood in it. Like I do, like that's a marketing well, choice, it, what I'm saying. It's false advertising if it's not, so. You know what I mean? Like it's a bad movie though, right? <laughs> Gwyneth's candle doesn't have vagina juice in it, you know what I mean? Or whatever Gwyneth Paltrow sells. No, but it does anyway, smell like her vagina specifically. Well, I'm sure, well, I'm sure it sounds like fucking dog shit because she's a dumb bitch anyway, but. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't, she, diet culture, I'm not a fan. Anyway, so these shoes were going to be, Sold today, as far as I'm aware, for like $1,018 to coincide with the Bible verse that went along them. Um, uh, Nike was not involved in the collaboration, which was the whole thing as well. Like Nike had to come out and be like, we don't have nothing to do with that. Um, Mischief had pre- on them though. I know because they're like, yeah, but they're not like official. It's not an official Nike release. Okay. Like anyone can buy Nike Air Forces and then like customize them and then resell them. Okay. I'm sure there's some legality thing around that, but we are not a fucking law podcast and I do not care enough. But they, like they'd previously done these other Air Maxes that were customized that they said contained holy water drawn from the River Jordan and they called them Jesus shoes. So maybe it is real, I don't know. But anyway, if this was to coincide with the Connie Wire name video. 
Um, and that was all. That was why Nick Young kept going on about um, fucking the shoes. Where so does then, the like, Jesus water go? Is it like those um, fish tank shoes? The bubbles. They're in the like the their bubbles. Okay, and is the blood in there as well? Yes. Okay. Um, Nike told the New York Times, we do not have a relationship with Lil X or Mischief. Nike do not design or release these shoes and we do not endorse them. So there you go. But again, just to go back to fucking him understanding internet culture. Like he did this whole thing where like he did like that quintessential like YouTuber influencer apology video, but he did it about the shoes. It's like 50 seconds long on his YouTube channel. And when you go to watch it, it's just like, it's like, hey guys, so I get it's time to address and he's holding the shoes and then it just cuts and goes to the video of the bit where he's like dancing on Satan's lap. It's fucking G. Because of course you're, like it was what trending everywhere. Of course you're going to buy into that because you're like, haha, this is, even if you're like, whether you're horrified, whether you're intrigued, whether you're in on the joke, you're talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also in a way that it's like, because I feel like people rely on that tactic where it's like, as long as you're, they're talking about you, it's grand, but the way they do it is like, it fundamentally hurts people or like it's an attack on a community or something. Lil Nas X does it in a way that nobody's being attacked, maybe except him. But yeah. Like, it's still like, you're fun. Everyone's talking about you and it's fundamentally fun, I think. Yeah. There's um, like, he's, he's, if you follow his Instagram at the minute, like he's just ripping the pace out of anyone that has a bad word to say about him. He's like, if they post a picture of him, he's like, damn, I look good in this pic. And like, just totally ignoring the abuse he's getting and focusing in on just the fun of it all, which is, I don't you know see how him, Do you see him get back earlier this month as well at uh, Takashi69? So he's like another rapper. He's a bad man. He's Dodge. Again, we, I'm not even going to dedicate that much time to that. But so basically, he made like a homophobic joke about Lil Nas X or about, yeah, at his expense on an Instagram post by someone else. So it was, so, it, oh yes, okay. So he commented, Lil Nas X has entered the chat under a screenshotted article about China's recent decision to make COVID-19 anal swab tests mandatory for all foreigners, right? What? Is yeah. that true? I don't know. Again, not that podcast. Not really. Um, but again, having a dig... Such is the person that Takeshi 69 is. He's a, he's, I hate him so much. Lil Nas X again, being the person that he is and like fully able to beat the trolls at his own game. So he put up a video going, this you and had Call Me By Your Name as the background song. And it's him dancing to the screenshot of Takeshi 69, like DMing him being like, yo, gonna be in your city soon. What you doing, lol? Like fully hitting him up. <laughs> Cotton 4K. So good. So good. Um, he's come out and since sent that, that denied that he ever sent the message and he went on and tried to be like, oh, my DM history is empty, whatever, blah, blah. But like, to be honest, even if it is a lie. Serves like him right. The, he deserves this, it. Yeah, but exactly. And this lie has traveled so far now that people believe it. So it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, joke's on you. Um, we spoke about this on the, on the Billy episode. What's next for him? Why would we speak about this on the Billy episode? Or I meant like in relation to Billy. I think they're kind of like two similar artists in the sense that like... Yeah, they came out of nowhere and kind of blew the, the charts. Yeah, the, kind of, yeah. And it was like, this big so, like these big social media people and whatever. And I suppose there was that assumption with Lil Nas X that he was going to be a flash in the pan. That clearly mm-hmm. isn't the case. What's he going to do next? Um, What is he going to do next? I think he's going to keep on trolling i think he's gonna keep try because he understands how twitter works i don't think he's gonna play it safe i think he's gonna keep on like doing things on the line if that makes sense yeah what do you think i agree she's no reason to like it's it's not like 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 you said he's not hurting anyone he succeeded he succeeded in what he's doing so i think he's just gonna like it's not gonna stop he's here to stay and i'm happy about it i love him um, I would go see him live. Um, I'm obsessed with his fashion. Yes, um, his fashion is iconic. He he loves um he loves a print. Where does he, print. A, where does he, he loves outfits? leather? I I regularly think about the outfit that he wore to the Grammys, which I'm pretty Not sure green. was the 2020 Grammys. No, he no, that was to the VMAs. I think I can think of the green one. The green one was divine, but the we'll put this up on Instagram as well because it's just so good. It's like pink and like leather oh yeah just very oh and like kind of bondagey i wish you'd put that up on depop so you could wear it to the live show 
oh don't talk to me it's all <laughs> I want I I mean it when I say it, just I think about it so regularly like so <laughs> I regularly believe, no I, I believe that it's actually it's head to toe what I am gonna wear to the live show like I'll make it happen he's yeah. not gonna put on Depop but I'll make it happen um that is it as always we if you have any thoughts about Lil Nas X let us know any other fun facts have you met him have you been in his DMs um we'd be very interested to hear um he's not going anywhere that's the bandwagon's conclusion he is here to motherfucking stay and we're happy about it yeah mini bandwagons breach sure thing Fanula. um so i i tend to look up what's coming to netflix um usually for mini bandwagon and on april 1st shrek one two and shrek the musical are being added to netflix i know they're probably already on disney plus but the musical, this is a big thing because the musical, like, it's very hard to get musicals on streaming platforms because once you see it, like, why would you pay to go see it live? So, so is the, so is this the actual musical? This isn't like a, like a movie or what? How do you mean? That's what I took from it. Maybe I need to Google that. I um, think you might need, I think you might need to. I was like, I want to see Amanda Holden in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> no, Breed, I don't. Um... Shrek the musical, Netflix. No, I'm t- like, why would they have a Shrek the Musical and also a movie called Shrek the Musical? That's true, yeah. And no, it's the Tony Award winning. Okay, I can't click into it because it's going to bring me to Netflix, but it says two hours, 10 minutes, mu- music musicals, the greatest fairy tale never told comes to life in this colourful song filled Tony Award winning ellipsis. The Broadway production is being production is being released on the UK streaming platform for the first time. Oh, great. Okay, that's weird. Because to be honest, when I saw it, I was like, that's... That's the only reason I'm excited about it. Because I've never seen this. I've never heard the songs. Sutton Foster is the lead. I love Sutton Foster. I just, I when I saw that, I was like, what, one, why didn't they get three and four? I know they're terrible, but like, why could they not get them? But I think they usually have them. Sutton Foster yeah, is, fair. if you've seen, um, she's like a big, big musical um gal she's playing Fiona she was in the Girl More Girls reboot with her ex-husband Christian Borle I think is his name and they do like the whole Stars Hollow musical they're they're like they are iconic and that whole episode is iconic but she is amazing if you look up she sings Anything Goes I have that on my musicals playlist I'm obsessed I can't wait for that now um that's very exciting so that's coming on April 1st Shrek the musical yeah no joke um, Thriftify Do you want to talk about Thriftify? I love Thriftify Yes I do So Thriftify is basically um, An online charity shop um, They take a lot of the stuff That um, would obviously Be in charity shops Charity shops aren't open at the time or Right now with COVID um, So you can get like clothes You can get books, DVDs CDs and vinyls Bric-a-brac uh, PC and video games You can I get gift cards I bric-a-brac um, it's very good they're actually doing a thing at the minute um, even if you didn't particularly want to buy something or maybe you're not in a position to buy they're, if, you, if you're looking from inspo um, they're doing the thrift off with uh, our gals at uh, formerly called Sustainable Fashion Dublin they're called the Uses Project now um, and if you watch their stories they're, they've basically gotten people to get pieces off the site and like style them it's really really cool but if you're to buy on the site you're like you're supporting such a wide range of charities um, so like you're talking about a new Jack and Jill, Madra, to Children with Love, Self Help Africa, uh, Never Too Old, Cope Galway, loads and loads and loads and loads. Um, and it's class. And I got like, now I did have a voucher, obviously I will say, but I got three class bits from there that I love that I needed for my wardrobe. And I just can't recommend it highly enough, especially if you're like missing charity shops, you know, just scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is... Thriftify. Thriftify Donnie. Yeah. Um, also, a special shout out to Grace O'Malley, the whiskey and gin provider. They sent us whiskey for, I think it was International Women's Day. And yeah. I only got around to trying it uh, last weekend on Friday. I made whiskey sours and it is the nicest smelling whiskey I've ever smelled. I'm genuinely not saying this because like, um, like I've nothing, nothing to lose here, but like we love their gin already so like we were kind their of their gin got me back into drinking gin I will say I haven't tried the whiskey yet so I'm going to refrain from giving any comment but the whiskey is just like it 
I usually recoil from whiskey. You can smell this. It's so nice. Very smooth. So smooth. I had a bit of it just like on its own. So yummy. And Jesus, here she is drinking it neat. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't even remember the words. But yeah, would recommend if you're looking for a nice whiskey and maybe you're not a big fan of whiskey, but you'd like to get into it. I think this is the one. Um, we love it. And also a special shout out to Seema for her new music video. I'm kind of oh, obsessed with it. I can't stop watching it. Alive. Featuring friend of the podcast, Dove Songs. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, um, Dove Songs. Happy birthday, Dove Songs from the Shard. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll be on at some stage. Yeah. Watch his space. We're, we're hoping to get C-Mat as well for the music interview series. Um, Absolutely. We've a list we as long as my We haven't asked her anything yet, but I'm sure she will. But she's just very busy at the minute. We'll get her on. Yeah. I bought her a new vinyl and I'm excited for it to ri- arrive. Half because her songs are incredible and half because the vinyl is going to look so incredible in my room. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be. I can't wait to display it. Me and Kane went halves on it, so it's currently in Kane's house. So. Oh. Um, we have I, a, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say I watched Jews in the Black Messiah. Um, that was my mini one wagon. It's incredible. It's what's so that? good. Um, it's like Daniel Kaluuya, um, Lakeith. Oh, what's his second name? It's basically all about this guy who was like uh, an FBI. Lakeith Stanfield. He is Oh, he's amazing. They're both up for Oscars for it, but it's basically talking about this guy who basically acted as a rat on the Black Panther Party uh, in Chicago. In, Ooh. I can't remember the year, but very, very good if you're like ignorant to that part of history, which I was and I shouldn't have been. Um, but like just incredible performances. I fancy Lakeith uh, so much. He he would be in... I kind of love the name Lakeith. He's in, he's in Get Out. He's Should done like a lot of these... This? And he's in Uncut James. He's in. He's been in like these kind of smaller roles, and he's acted the fucking hell out of him. So it's great to see him get this like very top level role and to get recognised for it. It's very frustrating that they're both nominated in the best Oscar category for best actor, but I do think it's fair because like neither of them are kind of supporting actor. Like they're both leads and they're both incredible. Um, but I just want both of them to win. But that's not maybe they'll do a RuPaul on it and give them give them both. Give everybody yeah. I don't think so now, but we can live in hope. Um, Jesse Plemons is in it as well. It's just very good. Um, it's on, you like rent it. So it's on like your video on demand. So if you have Sky, which is like a pain in the hole, but you need sports cinema girls. Okay. So. Is it new? It. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I think, it, I think it's only out like the last two weeks on streaming services here. I think it's been out maybe in America a while or something. I don't okay. know what the Americans are doing, but yeah. One cool. to watch, Judas and the Black Messiah. Defo, defo, defo. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we've got uh, a lot, lot of great stuff coming up. We've um, an episode with Tim Chadwick coming this week. We uh, yes. have resolved our beef yeah. and that is happening. So stay tuned for that. Um, go for it. I was just going to say, patrons get first listen. So if you want to sign up, uh, yeah. do that. And you'll get all of our lovely bonus content as well. What are we doing this week? If we you decide a live off the wagon is what we Yeah, said. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an off the wagon little zoom a loom. Good Friday, more like Grey Friday, am I right? We don't <laughs> know if it's gonna be Good Friday. Maybe don't take our word for that on that. But we are gonna be drinking this weekend, basically. And we are we'll all drink together, it'll be a laugh. Um what was the other thing I was gonna say? Yeah, so you get that for how much is our Patreon a month? Five. Four. It is five euros a month. If, so if you, you want to just support us and you don't have a fiver and you don't need the extra content, you can just give us two euro a month in the tip jar. But um, most people tend to go for the five and get all the really cool extras. Yeah, we um, really appreciate that as always. Um, we've, we are... Oh, oh we are plugging away here. We've a very exciting event coming up. Not really, a virtual event coming up the yeah, let's next get- month. But I'm, I'm going to hold off until we know more details to announce it. But it's coming. Big things coming. We've really cool guests lined up and that's about it. So we need to iron out the rest of the details and then we'll we'll come back to you oh my god Vic is just after announcing um, Bimini Bamboo Lash and Lawrence Cheney together yeah and Chase and Ahura oh horny horny horny, horny. send that to me right now send that to me right now oh sorry do you know what I actually will give an honorable mention to as well for many bandwagons the latest episode of Petty Little Things is so fucking funny the interview that uh, Victoria Secret and Davina Devine did with uh, James Patrice it's a really it's a very feel-good listen, I will say. Like, okay. I could listen to James Trees talk about anything. Um, and the girls are just great, as always. I don't need yeah. to say that about my 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 good Judies. Um, so go check them out. And they've only recently started a Patreon as well. So if you can't support them, especially considering their industry has been fucking destroyed by COVID, 
Give the drag queens their money is what I'm saying. Um, what shows else? are still on sale. Dublin yes. Cork, still tickets there if you want them. So many people are coming that I've, I've gotten in touch and we are so excited to see all your faces. The dress code is Space Cowgirl, so, or boy. Um, so do with that what you will. Maybe we don't might... wear obnoxious cowboy hats in case people in front of you can't see behind you. We will be wearing obnoxious cowboy hats. So, um, yeah. we, might, we might have a team picked for one of them. No, we do pick team pick for them. But what date? Who knows? We do. You texted me about it the other day. Was it Space Cowgirl? Because I just said No, that. for what for one of the topics. Sorry, I should say. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I have all of them picked. I just haven't told I'm drip feeding. Oh you. great. Okay. <laughs> great. Um we uh, are ever on social media, Bandwagon's podcast. This podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios. Follow us on Spotify to keep up to date with the latest episodes. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, only if they're nice. Um, and we will see you next week. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. Goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.